0: shut, hold. Your tongue don't say something will make you regret.
1: Girl, you better keep your door shut, keep your door shut. The devil's out prowling, I bet. legs right no
0: don't make me get into it welcome to girls explaining the podcast where two girls who are smarter than you offer our expert opinions on a different topic each week
1: I'm Kylie I'm Elizabeth and you're welcome this week
0: we're talking about the Gilmore girls specifically seasons one through three part one of Probably too. <laughs> More than likely. So if you want to ask Wikipedia what a Gilmore Girls is, it will tell you that Gilmore Girls is an American comedy drama television series created by Amy Sherman Palladino and starring Lauren Graham and Alexis Bledel. The show follows single mother Lorelai Gilmore and her daughter Rory living in the fictional town of Stars Hollow, Connecticut. The town is filled with colorful characters and is located approximately 30 minutes from Hartford, Connecticut. The series explores issues of family, friendship, and romance, as well as generational divides and social class. Pretty accurate book report summary,
1: Wikipedia. Good job, Wikipedia being the back of the book.
0: Mm-hmm. So, we are doing this episode in part as a tribute to the end of the Gilmore Guys podcast. Which we will miss very much. Uh, I believe the first time we met, we discovered, yeah, that we both listened to Gilmore mm-hmm. Guys, which is like, I didn't expect to meet a person that also listened to Gilmore Guys. It's part of
1: our origin story. It? Yeah. And I am being a real Kevin T. Porter about it and avoiding mm-hmm. the last few episodes like The Plague, as he did with Bunheads, because mm-hmm. I do not want it to be over. You're going to cry. Um, I I'm just definitely going to gonna cry, because I bet Kevin T. Porter cried, and that's going to make me cry. I bet Demi Adegiwebe did not. I am no spoilies
0: on that, um, <laughs> but... Spoiling the
1: end of a podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's just recapping other shows. <laughs> If you guys do not know what Gilmore Guys is or was, as the case may be, um, it is a podcast where two guys talk about Gilmore Girls. And this podcast this week is a podcast where two girls talk about Gilmore Girls. So that should uh, you yeah, so check it out though. If you like Gilmore, uh, if you like Gilmore Girls, you'd probably like Gilmore Guys. So probably. Even to sometimes people who don't like Gilmore girls like Gilmore guys. It's kind of a you talking you two to me situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, you talking you two to me. Two guys talking about you two, to each other, and to you if you listen to it. Talking you two to you too. mm Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm saying. Um. So that's enough endorsements of Dude podcast for this episode, probably. Uh. Let's uh. So. So my my history with Gilmore Girls is short. I pretty much watched it. I went like two years ago because my friend, who is my like little uh, YA loving uh, <laughs> friend with me that we talk about YA novels and shows together, was like, "Did you watch Gilmore Girls?" And I was like, "No, I didn't watch it," and she had just watched it on Netflix mm-hmm. and I was like, "Actually, though, watch it because at the time that it came out." Um, I did not like my mom, and she liked mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls, so I assumed it was dumb, and I wasn't <laughs> interested. So I just watched a couple years ago, and I was kind of constantly frustrated, but uh, completely compelled by it. And at the end, I was like, I liked it, but I'm not sure I loved it. But then I recently had a family tragedy, and all I wanted to do was watch Gilmore Girls. It is comfort food. It's the most comforting. Upon rewatch, like
1: first watch,
0: probably not the most comforting show ever. No, but upon
1: rewatch, it just is like ah. It's a hug. It's a hug of a television show. It's a, it's a hot chocolate
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in television show form. Yeah, it's 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 mashed potatoes and gravy. So the television show. Yeah,
0: so that's pretty much. And then of course. Uh, I started listening to Gilmore Guys because I like podcasts, found out you like Gilmore Guys, and then I feel like uh, that was, like, a big moment of bonding, and then now we're doing less, so mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls is part of that story. <sighs> Excuse me. A little choked up. Okay,
1: so <laughs> you have a much more storied story. Yeah. I... Mm, definitely let Gilmore Girls influence my life to a degree that I should not have, probably. (laughs) Uh, I I started watching it when I was in seventh grade, and I did the math, and that means that the original run was in its fifth season at the time that I started watching it. I did not start watching the fifth season. I watched it on ABC Family. A new kind of family. A new kind of family. Um, And (laughs) I watched it every day after school. Um, at 3 and 3.30 was Full House and then Full House and then at 4 was Gilmore Girls and then at Sour. 5 was Smallville
0: mm, so it was solid. just an
1: evening just from 3 to 6 every day I would be watching ABC Family and the chief uh, among that was Gilmore Girls I couldn't wait for Full House to be over <laughs> blasphemy uh, but yeah so Gilmore Girls rude <laughs> I see what you did there <laughs> Uh, so, Gil- yeah, Gilmore Girls, uh, my brother actually would watch it with me a lot of the time, Aww. um, but yeah, I was, you know, 12, 13 years old, and this is a story about, I mean, really about a 32-year-old woman and her 16-year-old daughter, but in my mind at the time, a 16-year-old girl and her mom, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. I was a little nerd who loved books and books, didn't like people and I was like Rory Gilmore I am you I have like two friends and that's all I need perfect um yeah and so then you know Rory was going to be a journalist Mm -hmm. so then I was going to be a journalist right and you know how you decide what you're going to do in seventh grade and then you follow that through all the way until you major it in college oh you don't know about that because no one does that Mm -hmm. I did that And I went to Mizzou because it's one of the best journalism schools in the country. It is. It's true. Guess what degree I do not have. Yeah. I do not have a degree in journalism. Uh, But I really like journalism a lot and I still enjoy editing things. I I really like, I prefer editing to writing. I
0: like editing things too.
1: It's fun. Um, it's because it's I mean it's not because we're control freaks who think we're smarter than everyone. No, that's definitely not it at all. Um but yeah, so I like Rory Gilmore was gonna be a journalist, so I was gonna be a journalist. Uh, I watched through it it was every day, so I watched through like all the seasons pretty quickly. And then started to kind of watch the later seasons as they were on a little bit. But there was, like, a lag. There was, like, a gap where, like, only seasons one through five was on ABC Family as season seven was airing. So I, like, had that gap season. Right. So I tried not to do that too much. Anyway, eventually I saw every episode multiple times. Um, and then it, I never got the DVDs or anything. So then I didn't see it for a long time once it was off ABC Family. And then my... Uh, so it came out on Netflix yes. in October of a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it came out on the eve of a very, very difficult breakup for me, and so then that entire breakup was just watching Gilmore Girls non-stop oh, yeah. until, sounds
0: like until the, best. the breakup was not a breakup mm-hmm.
1: anymore. Yeah. It sounds like the best course of action. Yeah, I watched it all very, very quickly and devoured it, and I mm, have since watched it through a number of times that I do not know because I just cycle through it. Yeah. Uh, And I have basically every line of every episode. There's a lot of lines. There's a lot. There's twice as many as other TV shows, except West Wing. (gasps) Wing. Um, Did you know that a lot of people think that Amy Sherman Palladino, or did at the time, they thought Amy Sherman Palladino was not a real person and was actually just... Yeah,
0: that's a mess.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Amy Sherman Palladino. They thought it was a pseudonym. PSA. (laughs)
1: Of Mr. West Wing. Mm -hmm. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Kevin T. Porter of the Gilmore Guys made a video called Sorkinisms. Mm -hmm. And if you're a fan of Aaron Sorkin, you should watch it. It's very funny. Or if you, like, hate Aaron Sorkin also. Yeah, it's also funny for that reason. Yeah. I I don't hate him. I mean, like, on a per...
0: Personal level, do I want to hang out with Aaron Storkin? And no. I do not. No. That being said, I admire his work. Yeah. So, it's me, Amy Sherman-Palladino. Um, she's a she's kind of a character. Uh, yeah. Um, she's uh, yeah, she's the driving force behind Gilmore Girls. She's sort of synonymous with Gilmore Girls. I feel like anybody who's at all on the Gilmore Girls fandom uh, is like Amy Sherman-Palladino is. Gilmore Girls, um, fairly or not fairly, since her husband, Daniel Palladino, also has a very strong hand in, uh, the creative, uh, vision. I mean... Hmm...
1: I guess you can tell where I fall on that
0: spectrum. They they could not see you rolling your eyes dramatically, so they might not. But they heard me go,
1: (laughs) I mean... Yeah,
0: yeah. Um... But, so, uh, yes, so the Palladinos, um, Amy Sherman Palladino and Junior Palladino, uh, executive producers, and Amy Sherman Palladino creator, um. She
1: is definitely a character. She wears many top hats. And just various weird hats. And various weird hats. Um, also, uh, the casting directors of Gilmore Girls, Mara Casey, and, Maya Rudolfsky? What's What's first name? Uh, Jamie Rudowski. So Mara Casey and Jamie Rudowski said the first time they met Amy Sherman Palladino, she was wearing a T-shirt that said "I fucked your boyfriend."
0: I love it. That's great. Right.
1: Oh, that's so cute. Uh, yeah, she's she's a character.
0: Um, her father was a comedian and her mother was a professional dancer. She uh, was raised doing dance. You may be familiar with another show she created after Gomer Girls, Bunheads, about. Ballet dancers um, in another weird small town. And um, she had received a call back for the musical Cats, um, but she turned it down and left her dance career behind when she was offered a staff writing position on Roseanne, which is a great pilot. And I am surprised no one has yet tried to make a TV show based on her life.
1: <laughs> Maybe she will one day. Yeah. Right now, she's working on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is a terrific pilot. It's the best pilot I've ever seen, and you should all go watch it.
0: Great, 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 great pilot. Very much looking forward to that show. Hoping nobody ruins it. Because <laughs> um, the pilot is very good. Uh, and also, she was pitching to WB, which uh, in the olden days, the CW was the WB. Um, kind of. And... Uh, she was pitching, and they were not responding to what she... They, they weren't buying what she was selling. And uh, so she was like, I don't know, like, I'm um, mother and daughter, but they're, like, best friends. And the suits were like, oh,
1: yeah, that sounds wonderful. And then they brought up... Um, her and Daniel brought up a town they had recently visited, Washington Depot, Connecticut. And that is the town that Stars Hollow is based on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And as we mentioned earlier, the scripts are approximately two times longer than a normal television script, uh, page-wise. They number in the 75 to 80 page range, generally, which normally a TV show is 40 to 45 for an episode script. So it's, it's usually crazy. like a page per minute. Crazy. Um, but they just talked super fast. And um, that's just part of her, her style. And um also pop culture quippiness was a big part of it. Um and I think both of those things lent to the idea that she was similar to Erin Sorkin, but I do not find Gilmore Girls and Westbane to have anything in common.
1: They are similar flavors, I think. They're both care they're they're both worlds where the smartest people in the world live. That's true. That's true. I just
0: yeah. I don't know. Like, the small town and kookiness of Stars Hollow doesn't have a lot of similarity to me,
1: except for on Big Wheel of Cheese Day. Big Wheel of Cheese Day is basically Stars Hollow. The other thing that I think these two shows have in common, um, this is weird that this became a thing, because this was not one of our original bullet points. Another thing that I think (laughs) West Wing and uh, Gilmore Girls have in common is the theatricality of the shows. So Aaron Sorkin has said many times that he writes each episode, or wrote each episode of West Wing as an individual play, and there is a definite theatricality to Gilmore Girls. The way it's shot, it's often a lot of wide shots um, showing the full, um, everything of it, and a lot of them are, um, they're not self-contained stories in the same way that West Wing is, but both of those shows have been compared to theater for different reasons.
0: Yeah, and definitely, like, a lot of the actors that populate Stars Hollow and the world of Gilmore Girls are theater actors. They're
1: theater actors, and they, the way it plays in Gilmore Girls is very theatrical, in that, like, actors will play multiple characters, and that's just mm-hmm. a fine thing that exists in this world. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about
1: that. That's a great point. Um. Yeah,
0: so when uh, the show started in 2000... Critical Reception was really good, Um, but at first it didn't do that well in the ratings because it was in the slot up against Friends and Survivor, which for um, any younger listeners, Survivor used to be extremely popular. It was a cultural phenomenon. It's why we
1: have reality TV today, and also uh, people watched television when it was on mm-hmm. because that was the only way you could do that. Yes, and they you could not just have record like multiple shows that were happening at the same time and then watch them whenever. Yeah, no, it wasn't a thing. So
0: they had to say, "Today, do I want to watch Friends, Survivor, or Gilmore Girls?" And guess what? They didn't
1: really want to watch Gilmore Girls that much. Another problem that Gilmore Girls had was just a straight up marketing problem. Amy Sherman Palladino. Imagery to Paladino is not good at titling her shows. She no. does not title them in mm-hmm. ways that make people... Not, I know a lot of people who specifically didn't watch Gilmore Girls... Uh, because they were like, oh, I'm not a girl, that's not for me, or they're like, oh, I'm not a girly girl, I don't like girl things, mm-hmm. so this is not for me. Yeah, between... And then later, when they were exposed to it, they were like, oh, this is a great show, I just didn't
0: know that it was for me. Yeah, that was 100% my story. I mean, well, like, my mom liked it, and that was a problem, but, like, between <laughs> that and, like, just, like, the font and the promos yep. and like, the way it was marketed, I was like, this is Seventh oven and I'm not... Not into it. Although, like, I loved Seventh Heaven when Ugh. I like when it was on. Um, so, but then I like got older and not I was you, like, no,
1: the right? Dad, I, I, the dad
0: <laughs> for a second, I was like, to be clear, me. I was
1: not calling Elizabeth a pedophile. I was calling the dad on Seventh Heaven who was a pedophile, a pedophile, which allegedly, is true. Do I need to say oh, I allegedly?
0: Mean, I'm not sure. Okay, then,
1: uh, allegedly, yeah, allegedly,
0: um. Anyway, but I did watch that at the time, and Jessica B.O. was on it. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, um, I'm a cool teen, and I don't like dumb things, so I only like Buffy.
1: <laughs> Which, um, as we're talking about the making of Gilmore Girls, Amy Sherman Palladino would play Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the background while she was writing. Yeah, Another um, to get the creative culture show. To get the creative juices flowing. Yeah. yeah. Two of my favorite shows, walking hand in hand together.
0: Yeah. Uh, lovely story. I wish that Joss Whedon had come in and directed some Gilmore Girls. Why why didn't that happen? (laughs) (laughs)
1: That would have been great. Because he was busy making Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel and... uh, Dollhouse wasn't before then. Yeah. Uh, Yeah,
0: what was that? When was... I think it was like, oh, eight. So even after-ish. He he was busy, is what I'm saying. I guess. Okay. Um. So what I was thinking about. I think this is like a mystery. Like what makes a show so compelling? Like what is it that brings us back again and again to Gilmore Girls? I just, for me, I think. I think that it's just so trans. Transports you to this other world, mm-hmm. this world of Stars Hollow, and the Gilmore clan and it just is so immersive and the characters are so interesting (laughs) and like even I was kind of I kind of was thinking about this when I was doing my notes that I think a lot of the world building, like, you talk about world building and like, Buffy or in Game mm-hmm. of Thrones or something, and you have, like, all this stuff that's added on and added on. And I almost feel like the world building of Gilmore Girls is emotional. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all of these emotional shades and, like, backstories and, like, contexts that are built up and, like, all go yeah. together to create the these pictures of these relationships and these
1: people. Yeah. When you have the kooky next door neighbor, Babette, have a super emotionally grounded scene where she talks about how she never thought a man would ever love her, and that she's worried because her cat died that her and her husband are going to break up, and it's like heart-wrenching, and again, this is the kooky neighbor. Yes, like that's, play, oh, played by Sally Stratton. There's That's a world where people are real. Yeah. Even when they're the kookiest in the world, it's still grounded in real heart. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think one of the main reasons it was so compelling for me is that while my mother and I have an excellent relationship, now, we did not always. uh, Certainly as a teen I did not. And the same is true for Amy Sherman Palladino. That's part of why she wrote Gilmore Girls herself is that she had a strained relationship with her mother um, she described her relationship with her mother as more of an Emily-Lorelai relationship, and yeah. what she wanted was a Lorelai-Rory relationship. And so I kind of saw myself as in that same boat. Um, it was just really aspirational to see a mom and daughter who are really close in that way. Yeah. Now, being a grown adult, I see some unhealthy things in that relationship. For Which we can talk about when we talk about yeah. familial relationships, but um, so that was definitely part of it for me. And the other part is, as I mentioned in the comparison to West Wing, it's filled with the funniest, smartest people. Yes. Yeah, it's a world that is populated by the smartest people, just the smartest, yeah. all always the smartest. It's that thing of whenever you're like, oh, when I was talking to one person, I wish I had thought of this thing to say. Well, they did they every did. time they did. Yeah, yeah, and the. I just
0: think the whole thing falls apart. Even like as great as the ensemble is, like Lauren Graham's performance and characterization of Lorelei is just like the mind, heart, body and soul of the show. Yes. And it's she's perfect, believable. Like she is so shitty as a person frequently but you love Lorelai like she's you so lovable even though she's the worst she's all she's a bad person but like but I love her I want to watch her do stuff <laughs> um because she's just so she's super compelling like of course she's beautiful but she's also she's like so fierce and like vulnerable hmm <sighs> like, it's great it's yeah. a great performance and, um, I mean, there's other really great performances. Kelly Bishop is
1: ugh. amazing. As she's Emily, a queen. She's
0: a queen. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's Edward a lot Herman. Of, ugh, Edward Herman is really great. And just, yeah. What a... What a guy. Ugh. R.I.P. Edward Herman. Yeah. Um, this isn't part of seasons one through three, but, uh, the only time I cried during the finale was when, um, Richard says goodbye to Laurel like, because I'm like, it's a really good <laughs> and it made me really sad. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, and I, I did want to say that I think the show also has something in common with Seinfeld and that it's not super plot heavy. It's mostly people who are like, maybe kind of unlikable, getting into mild shenanigans.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, um, and that's definitely a place that she writes from is like, this is just life happening to people. It's a slice of life show rather than a plot heavy show. Yes. Uh, sometimes the plot is nothing and sometimes it's a lot of plot all at once because like that's what happens in people's lives a lot of the time. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. But yeah, it's definitely not a plot heavy show.
0: Um, so familial relationships. Uh, as we began to discuss, I'm so happy that, that you said that as an adult you see problems with the rory Lorelei relationship because I only yeah. watched it as an adult and I only watched it as a mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Lorelei, you're kind of not a good mom. You're kind of, like, I I, wanted, I want to keep it to the first three seasons so I only I, yeah. say things that are only true. But I did write a list of bullet points
1: in which, uh, in the first three seasons, Lorelei is a selfish bad mom. <laughs> yeah. So I think the main points, um, so again, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I wish that my mom and I were friends. Um, and now I'm like, oh no, parents should not be friends with their children. That's yeah. not what par- parents, are supposed to be parents, not friends. Uh, light. Rural Rural. <laughs> R- the Ruralite. My relationship. No, Rory and Lorelai <laughs> have a very codependent relationship yeah. with lots and lots of boundary issues. Mm-hmm. In that there are none. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai uh, likes to pretend that she has boundaries by saying like, oh, I never, you know, had guys mm-hmm. around my daughter because I just didn't want her to, you know, get attached to anybody, blah, blah, blah. But it's pretty clear those are more about her own commitment phobic right. issues than right. actually trying to. And she's using Rory protectory. as a human emotional shield. Yes, which we find out because later when she's like, "Oh, actually, I want to date this person, even though she's he's my daughter's teacher." Yeah, that's the first. She goes one. ahead and does it
0: anyway. And then he's like, "I want to get married," and she's like, "I guess." And then goes through an entire engagement
1: and yeah. just pieces out a week before the wedding. But even before that, like, when she's trying to break up with Max the first time, she asks Rory to give him this book uh, back so that yeah, she doesn't have to true. see him. And it's like, do not use your daughter to break up with your boyfriend. Who's
0: her teacher. <laughs> that is nuts. It's not okay. And I get, you know, uh. I actually appreciate it so much. Like, the first... First time I was watching, I would get frustrated, especially because in cultural canon, it's like, oh, Lorelai, she's great. Like, is great. And they have such a good relationship. And I was like, what is happening? But then the more I think about it, and like, upon Rewatch, it's like, well, but she had, the whole conceit of the show is that she had Rory when she was 16, and now Rory's 16. Yeah. And so there's a lot of arrested development going mm-hmm. on with Lorelai. And I think... That that's
1: completely believable.
0: And Mm -hmm. that it would be
1: way less relatable if she was a perfect mom. And all the stuff with, like, Rory's relationship with Dean, where where Lorelai is wanting to play the best friend and the mom. And those are not compatible all the time. So she's mad that Rory is wanting to leave school to be with a boy, which is valid. Very, very valid. But then she's also like, but tell me all about the boy. Which is like, you can't do both of those things. Yeah,
0: and she's also really shitty to Jess and like, oh, yeah. judgy as fuck about Rory when Rory decides she's done with her first high school boyfriend and wants to have a new high school boyfriend. Lorelei is crazily judgy about it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, did you want her to marry Dean, who she met when she was sixteen? Like, is that no. what you want for her? No, nope. <laughs> no, it's weird. Um, but, and again, it's, like, because Jess reminds her of Christopher, and she's Mm -hmm. just being, like, very Mm self-centered. And not self-aware. That is
1: not a strength of Lorelai Gilmore. So there, there is a strength in the relationship. I think that everything, um, with Christopher, not everything, I think a lot of the stuff between, uh, Lorelai and Christopher, for Rory's sake, is very, very good. I think she's very, very good at balancing not trash-talking Christopher to Rory Mm -hmm. With also wanting her to have realistic expectations about this relationship. Rory gets really, really excited when Chris comes back. She's like, oh my god, he's here. Yeah. What if he stays? Like, he can stay at our house. I wonder how long he's going to be here. And Lorelai is very, very good at trying to manage Rory's expectations. Yeah. And keep and her in a realistic place. Yeah. Whilst, uh, you know, putting her own feelings about Christopher in their own place instead of being like, "Well, your dad has been absent this long. Like yeah. what makes you think he's going to be here now?"
0: Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, I think
0: I think it is also. She is always there. But, but then she does sleep with Christopher. Which well, I feel like we need to to save that for on her
1: parents' balcony.
0: The boys of seasons yeah. 1 through 3 section cuz I, I have know, a I lot of yeah. I have a lot of feelings about boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um oh my god it's been and 28 minutes that's fine it's fine there was a po- we paused though whatever i'm not gonna worry about that um he uh yeah. yeah 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 so and also i think it pushes my buttons that like rory is more responsible than yes. literally because like i grew up with like a mom who wasn't um good at like parenting in a way that was like that kind of a thing and mm-hmm. so that's like i like
1: that's not acceptable yeah, so in family <laughs> studies we call this parentification. Um, it frequently happens when one of the parents is an addict. Oh, wow! And the children end up uh, parenting either their parent, their siblings, or both. Or both, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's. I mean, even in like the second episode, mm-hmm. Lorelai t- saying Rory, "To R- Rory, you've always been the responsible one. You know, you've always been the reasonable one. I need you to remember that now when it comes to school. And yeah. like that, that shouldn't be true, Lorelai. Right." Your 16-year-old daughter should not be the responsible one. No. No.
0: Um, the, like, secondary familial relationship on the show is Lorelei and Emily, which I find to be the most compelling relationship on the show. I want more info about that than we get in the show. Um... They have amazing chemistry. The actresses are Mm -hmm. just sparkling together. That's because they're two of the best actresses of all time. Amazing. Um, And Emily is also a failure as a parent. Yes. (laughs) But she's very angry with Lorelai about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of infuriating.
1: Yeah. She puts all of the blame for their problems on Lorelai because Lorelai left. So she says that was like the ultimate betrayal of like, well, yes, but you left. But she was six... Like, it's nuts.
0: It's just so crazy.
1: Like... Yeah. um, And just, like, constantly... I mean, Emily and Richard both are constantly talking down to Lorelei, mm-hmm. belittling her. Which is partially because whenever she's
0: around them, Lorelei acts like a crazy teenager. Right. I mean, so... That's true. So, like, they don't really get... Very often, there are sometimes throughout the series, but she they don't very often get to see the woman that she's become because she reverts back to a defensive, angry teen whenever she's around them. I
1: think they do that too, though. I think they yeah. all three revert back to who they were 16 years prior, yeah. which is very, very relatable. I think yeah. a lot of us do that when we're around our parents. Um, especially if we have complicated familial relationships. It's definitely one of the most frustrating things about the show, but also maybe one of the more realistic things about the show is that when we start the show and when we end the show, her relationship with her parents is basically the same. Yeah. She sees them more frequently. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I I think that like, um,
0: you know, at the root of this, dynamic like emily wants to be valued she wants lorelei to say you gave me so much and gave me so much and Mm -hmm. you're doing a good job and like lorelei wants them to admit they were wrong yeah and that's not resolved we do not get closure and it's not gonna happen yeah no so um but yeah but i do think i mean i think for adults adult children and their difficult parents i mean i do think that it's it's a lot. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Um, and then I had the Emily Richard relationship. Yeah. yeah. I like. I <sighs> started putting that, and then I was like, "That's a couple." But it is. But a it's a family relationship. relationship. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. They've been married
1: for like thirty plus years. Yes. I love them so I much. Do too. They're so. They're so perfect as a couple. Their marriage relationship is so strong. Mm-hmm. They are a team. Yeah. Rarely do they differ on things, except when it comes to Richard's mother. Uh, you know, late in the in a a couple of the seasons that are not in the seasons we were talking yes, about, yeah, they have yeah. some problems, yeah. but they resolve those problems. Yeah. They, yeah, their relationship is very, very strong. They support each other. Emily has been Richard's wife and supporter through years and years and years. Their relationship is from a different time, where that's more what it was. Is he was the one who worked, and she was the one who threw the cocktail parties and right. organized their social life. Mm-hmm. And they work really, really well together as a team. Yeah, and they're they're adorable. Like yeah.
0: they're just so freaking cute together.
1: They uh, make each other laugh. They're Like that's the thing. Even when they, unfortunately they're frequently teaming up together against Lorelai, mm-hmm. but they're still a team.
0: Yeah. And they definitely, like, do play good cop, bad cop. (laughs) Like, they have those dynamics down pretty pat. And it's, like, it's definitely uh, difficult to watch them and remember that they're actors acting. Like, it's a very natural, Mm -hmm. natural relationship and seems like people have known each other for many decades. Yes. Um, I have Lane Kim and Mrs. Kim, her Mm -hmm. mother. Because I kind of feel like that is a more successful mother-daughter relationship than Rory and Lorelei, like, at the end of the show. Well, which we're not talking about.
1: But, like, Mrs. Kim is definitely overbearing, for sure. So here's one of the problems we're going to run into with this discussion, is Mrs. Kim Seasons 1 through 3 is a different character than Mrs. Kim Seasons 4 through 7. Mrs. Kim Seasons 1 through 3 does not listen to her daughter does not care about her daughter's feelings. Um, you want to be in a rock band? I think you're going to hell. Yeah. You are going to go to Seventh Day Adventist College and right. do whatever I say, or else I'm going to disown you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She definitely is. Is, uh, yeah. And then a later, season, yeah,
1: and then, and I think part of the function of that is she has to be more of a real character mm-hmm. in seasons one through three because. Rory is still in Stars Hollow, still seeing Lane all the time, whereas seasons four through seven, Rory is at college, so we only see Lane occasionally, yeah. and we see Mrs. Kim even less frequently. She sort of gets relegated to more of a jokey bit character in yeah. later seasons.
0: No, that's definitely true. She's, yeah, she's more kooky. Um, yeah, it is tough, but I it is... It is an interesting parallel that's drawn between yes. those two mother-daughter relationships because they seem like two different extremes, mm-hmm. but then they're not really. Like when I like it when Lorelai and Mrs. Kim end up talking about parenting I and love like finding those common ground. Yeah,
1: um, I love the scene where. Um, Lorelai's talking to Mrs. Kim. She's like, it doesn't always work to lock up a kid and throw away the key. Mm -hmm. She's like, I didn't throw away the key. It's in the, whatever. (laughs) Um, And Lorelai's like, you know, I, my mother tried to do that with me and look what happened. Mm -hmm. And I certainly don't want... You know, I I don't want Rory to be like me. I don't want Lane to be like me. And Mrs. Kim's like, I don't want Lane to be like you either. Yeah. And Lorelai says, I think that's the first time you and I have ever agreed on anything. Aww, yeah. Um. But yeah, so they both want what's best for their daughters. They just have different techniques. Yeah. And I think it is helpful for both of them to see the other relationship and see the other parenting style to maybe kind of yeah measure themselves against sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think,
0: um, do you have any other families? Yeah, Luke, Jess. Yeah, I thought about doing that one too. Yeah, that's a really interesting, I really like the relationship.
1: I think it's a really good example of the way, um, some people feel a a real sense of duty around family. Luke feels such a strong sense of duty to his family, his sister, Liz, who he hardly ever sees. He doesn't really seem to like her that much, at least mm-hmm. in the first few seasons. Again, For sure. Yeah. Another character who gets totally retconned in later really? seasons. Yeah. Because from what we see and hear of her in seasons one through three is that she's a spaz and doesn't... Like, a no. deadbeat, basically. Deadbeat mom, doesn't yeah. take care of her kid, Um, just ships him off because he's too much trouble. Mm-hmm. But Luke feels such a strong sense of duty to his sister and his nephew that he's like, yeah, I'll take in a troubled teenager. Yeah, a very angry young man. And I will, yeah, because he's family, and that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's maybe not the best idea, but he does, and he does a pretty good job. Yeah, he, he dads him right up. Yeah, it doesn't really work out in seasons one through three, but we see later that some of that stuff eventually got through his head. Yeah, well, Jess. Um, and their their dynamic is just so fun, too, because they're both such stubborn people. hmm Yes.
0: Yeah, they're very... But I, and I do, they feel like, it feels like an uncle-nephew, like, relationship for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, definitely. I'm not your dad,
1: so that means I get to say that. You're, and you're not my dad. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to do what you say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when Jess wears Luke's outfit, and he's like, what, I thought this is a uniform. So funny. Such a, Like, they push each other's buttons in such a delightful way. Yeah. There's, like, also a scene where they're, like, having a slap fight outside, basically, and Kirk is like, they have such great communication through the window to somebody. <laughs> uh, it's great. Um, yeah. That's all I have for family. Um, yeah, I like... I In
0: all of these relationships, I think we see that, um that every person involved makes mistakes. And, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of shows are, like, we're showing this dynamic and this is the audience surrogate or this is who we're rooting for. So they're having things done to them. But every
1: single person does things to their family members. And I don't think that's truer um, than – I think it's the most true, rather, in the Emily-Lorelei relationship. On almost every conflict they have, it's – both people are right in different ways, and both people are wrong in different ways. For sure. Which is such excellent writing, because usually there isn't a right person and a wrong person. Yeah. There's this person's truth and this person's truth. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, yeah, and, it's, and it does get frustrating as viewers. Because you're like, oh, I see what happened here. You guys mm-hmm. could just be better about that. But it's not what happens. <laughs> no, never. Um, so I love the female relationship, the female friendships. Yes, and Gilmore Girls. Um, my favorite's probably Rory in Paris.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, so the first thing I wanted to say is uh, something they talk about in Gilmore Guys as well, mm-hmm. is that very few episodes of Gilmore Girls pass the reverse Bechtel test. Yes. Which is that two men must be talking <laughs> to, to each other about something other than, than a, a girl woman. or woman. And that very rarely happens on this show.
0: Because they're... Points of view are not necessary.
1: <laughs> so But yeah, that's just a thing that I love. So I just wanted to point that out. Yes. Yeah, Rory Paris is definitely the favorite female friendship. It's Paris. So beautiful. Have her own show Where is My Paris the <laughs> off? Paris is the best. Paris it could be called best. We'll Always Have Paris. She's just such a fragile little gentle in a China soul. shop. <laughs> yeah, bull in a China shop. Exactly. <laughs> Paris Geller. Yeah. So Rory and Paris' friendship, they start out as basically enemies Mm -hmm. because Paris is threatened when Rory comes to start at the school. And then they just, like, realize that they do have things in common. They both, like, they have such, they have such commonalities, but also differences. And I think they're both good for each other in different ways. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Rory does kind of think that she's better than Paris. Paris thinks she's better than Rory. Well, there is a
1: right and a wrong in that situation. <laughs> 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 See, I don't know that that's true. I really think that Rory has certain strengths yeah. that Paris can learn from, and yes. Paris has certain strengths yes. that Rory can learn from. There are some social graces lacking. is good at people, yeah. and Paris <laughs> is not. No, she's not. Which delights me yeah, without end, but it's not always great. Yeah.
0: Um... And then the, like, flip side of that is, like, the Rory and Lane relationship, and you definitely have, like, Rory growing apart from Lane as she grows closer to Paris, which is a really interesting, and it's not told in a super dramatic way, um, but it is a very, again, realistic, like, slice-of-life thing of what happens in adolescence is, like, friends you were super close to growing up um, Mm -hmm. as you... Get further toward adulthood, you often start growing apart from them and start making friends that are more like what you have grown into.
1: Yeah, and I also just want to read this quote um, that happens within the Rory Paris friendship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they're at the end of their junior year, it's the end of season two. Paris is running for student body president. She asks Rory to be her running mate. Yeah, and this is one of their uh, kind of armistices. <laughs> So they are warring a lot of the times. A lot of times they are really enemies and do not like each other at all. Mm -hmm. And then other times they're friends and other times they're kind of in this in-between place. So this is one of these in-between places. Um, And when Paris suggests that Rory be her running mate, Rory says, why me, Paris? Because people like you. You're quiet. You say (laughs) excuse me. You look like little birds help you get dressed in the morning. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and so I think that really just like Portrays the differences that they have, and also the way Paris sees Rory and the way Rory sees Paris is Rory's like, "Why do you even want me to be your running mate?" Right. And Paris being like, "Because people like you yeah. and they don't like me." Yeah. Yeah, she is. Is she the most self-aware character in this universe? Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe. I feel like Lane is pretty self-aware. Lane is very self-aware. That's very true. Yeah,
0: like, Rory has these friends who are super self-aware and grounded, and Rory is crazy and entitled.
1: Um, I don't know how that happens. I think Paris, uh, sees herself worse than she actually is. Yeah. I think she has a lot of self-esteem yeah. issues. That clear up in later seasons, but definitely in high school she has a lot of self-esteem issues. Yeah, when um, Paris <laughs> embraces her own, like, ferocity, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, like, um, in early season three where Paris is asked on a date and she tells Rory to hide in a closet because mm-hmm. she's like, well, if he sees you, then he's not going to want to go out with me anymore. Aww, that's such a heartbreaking moment. Um, so yeah, I think she has some self, you know... Self-doubts past a point of reasonability. Um, Lane, I think, is more self-aware as a character. Suki, I think, is pretty self-aware. You know, like, a a lot of these women... (laughs) These friends... Surrounding these two women are very self-aware. Who else? Oh, Dave Rogowski. Most grounded character in the entire series. I repeat, (sighs) Dave Rogowski. He did not die. He went to California. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Just saying. Which is also, like, a really fun thing that I so enjoy that uh, Amy Sherman Paladino does is whenever a character leaves to go be on another show, the reason that their character leaves is to go to, like, that same
0: location. location. So you <laughs> can, like,
1: sort of be, like, it's in the expanded
0: universe. Yeah. Um, um,
1: David like, Grosky moved to California and changed his name. Tristan moves to North Carolina to go to military school or yeah, One Tree Hill. Hill. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, first, which is first Dawson's Creek and then One Tree Hill, which are both yeah. in. In North yeah, no um, Yeah. but yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's enough for Rory Paris. Uh, yeah. Rory, Rory Lane. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um I think Rory takes Lane for granted. Yes. And I think one thing that's interesting is Lorelei also takes Suki for granted. Yes. Um and I I wonder if like Rory's patterning her behavior off of Lorelai. Like, she's seen Lorelai and Suki for her yeah. whole life.
1: And she's like, oh, that's what best friendship
0: is like. It definitely makes beautiful. sense.
1: <laughs> it definitely makes sense because we know that Rory and Lane have been friends since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, she's... It's. I think it also is very much that type of friendship, too, where it's like this is a childhood friend that maybe you don't really have that much in common with, but you love that person, mm-hmm. and so you're going to stay friends forever. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I think she definitely has seen the modeling of Lorelai and Suki's friendship. I think there's also just like that in reality. This is a show about Lorelai and Rory, and so Suki and Lane oftentimes are just the tangential, yeah, yeah, are like here is my thoughts on what's going on with you instead of hearing about what's going on with them. But I do love that Lane calls Rory out on it. Like, organizes it,
0: calls Rory out on it, and is just like standing Mm -hmm. up for herself. So does Suki at a couple points. I like that yeah. it becomes part of the plot. That, mm-hmm. yeah. that people are calling them out on their entitled bullshit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they're like, that's crazy. So yeah, and then, so Lorelai Suki. Um, Lorelai definitely takes advantage of Suki as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suki yeah, is the sweetest best friend in the world. In She's also like Suki's boss, which is
0: part of it. It totally is. I almost, I was, when I was thinking about their relationship, I think they're... I believe they're both only children and yeah. they definitely have a dynamic that's more similar to sisters than friends, which is like a fun flip flop of like yeah. they're mother and daughter, but they're more like friends. And with her friend, it's more like sisters.
1: Yeah. But yeah, like when we see, you know, Lorelai says something to Suki, like, what do you know? You haven't gone on a date in years. And it's just True. like the, and she apologizes for she it, but it is like yeah. the meanest it's thing. It's so mean. Um, And Suki's like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That's Lorelai Gilmore. Yeah. Um, But. I just also, so the other thing that I want to say about female friendships on this show is that women do not fight over the same boy. Yeah. There is one sort of exception, which is that Paris gets really jealous because she thinks that Rory likes Tristan. Um, but she doesn't. And she's like, she's no, you like him have more. him. I don't want him at all. He's gross. And she's What she, she right. should be
0: like is, don't go near him. He's the worst person. Don't yeah.
1: like him. But anymore. Rory even, like, knowing that Paris likes Tristan, tries to set them up at one point. Because she's uh, a sweet little doe of a person who doesn't understand how to do things correctly. Yep. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so that's, uh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I didn't make a note of it, but I'm very
1: glad you brought it up because it's something that is um, It happens on a lot of other shows. Yeah. And yeah, there's not ever two girls who are like, no, he's mine. The boy is mine. Even on Buffy, they, yeah. like, bafflingly have a lot of
0: drama over Xander among <sighs> the women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever
0: understand.
1: Um, <sighs> yeah.
0: So, so, can we talk about boys? Let's talk about boys! <laughs> talk about let's boys?
1: talk about boys. Let's talk about uh, what order do you want to go in as far as, like, whose boys we talk about.
0: Um, I think everybody
1: wants to hear about Rory's voice, so let's talk okay. about Lorelai's voice. Get out of the way. Uh, well, so then, okay, so if we're going in order of what people want, do we want to talk about Tangential Boys first, and then go to Lorelei and then Rory? Uh, so, like, sure. I have Dave and Jackson. Yeah, Dave, Dave. Dave is the perfect man. Yeah. Which makes sense, because he's based on Dave Ergowski, yeah, Helen Pye, man. music director of Gilmore Girls, husband. Yeah. And the original plan, I believe, was to have, uh, Lane Kim get married. marry <laughs> Dave Ergowski. Uh, but then he went to the O.C., so that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and then jackson his relationship with suki is beautiful and perfect yeah. and lovely and jackson is very annoying as a character but he's, he's perfect, perfect for suki <laughs> cuz she's kind of annoying too yeah. but in a lovelier way because yeah. she's melissa mccarthy yeah <laughs> um okay so that's done Max Medina. I
0: freaking love Max I, I Max love, love Medina. Max Medina. Why? I love him. I just think he's so cute. No. I love him. I um, I actually thought he and Lily had good chemistry, and I was um, I, he was introduced so quickly that I was like, well, this you're is not going to be a permanent character, but you're a very cute
1: man. And I... I like your face. I agree with uh, the Gilmore Guys characterization of Max Medina as Max Medina. I don't at all. I think he's kind of too good for Lorelai. He is gross, and I don't like him at all.
0: He's so cute. He's like his hair is so bad. If I was his, st- if I was a student. I would have a very big crush on him. Um, okay, Madeline or Louise. I kind of yeah, I don't, yeah, kind of which don't one. know how that's... Who cares? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. No one cares. Um, I feel like that could have been a plot point. Is like Max Medina is beating off students with a stick because he's such a cutie. His little tweed jackets. Ugh. He's little prude. He just doesn't get
1: her. He doesn't get her. Lorelai? Yeah. For sure, but he loves her. He legit does. Uh, so what?
0: You know I mean, I'm just saying. She <laughs> treated him so poorly. She yeah. treated
1: him terribly. Of course she did.
0: She's Lorelai Gilmore, but such a sweet man. Um, but yeah, they were totally wrong for each other. Yeah. Um, but I like him a lot. Uh, that's that's him, Christopher Hayden. Team Christopher.
1: That's fair. Team that's a valid point that I will accept.
0: I am into Christopher and Lorelai as a he couple. He
1: is beautiful. First of all, like. He's an attractive man. He's not really even my type. I mean, he's, he's cute. He's a just, beautiful man. He is he's beautiful. Very
0: pretty. I think that he
1: and Lorelei have such intense chemistry. Yeah. Like, I'm like. The way these two actors, like, these two actors have chemistry like they have known each other and been in love since they were 16. Which is incredible. It is. It is hot. It is very hot. It is very hot. Um,
0: and It is so hot that they
1: have sex on her parents' balcony while her parents are having dinner downstairs yeah, with his parents.
0: partially, like, just
1: to spite them. Yeah. Because, um, you know.
0: But he's, you know... They... I think they're really good for... Like, they get each other. They like do. How Max... Like, he, he, he understands Lorelai yeah. better than anybody else. He
1: gets her sense of humor. She can be herself around him. He can volley with her, which can't really be said about anybody else. I, it's so
0: nice to watch them together. And, and, I mean, I know that, like, people who are like, Christopher's a bad dad. Like, I'm sorry that he wasn't a perfect father and man when he was 16. Yeah. Like, and also... Like, he offered to marry Lorelei, and she moved away to a different town and was like, I've got this. I'll do it
1: myself. Okay, to be fair, those things didn't happen back to back. He said, I'll marry you. And she said, no, let's not get married. And then he took off, and then she moved. She
0: didn't leave. He didn't leave when he was 16 to go to a different place. He
1: still was in Hartford. My understanding was that he had already been, like, deuces about being a part of baby town. At 16, he was. Yes. So that's... All (laughs) I'm saying is that, like, she wasn't like, I'm leaving and you can't come with me. It was like, she was like, I don't want to marry you. And he was like, oh, all or nothing. Bye. Right. But, like, still was in the same high school. There is something between... still around. There is an option between let's get married and I never have anything to do with our kid ever. I know. I just don't... Like... Choices you make when you're 16, other than keeping a baby, aren't permanent. That part I will agree with. <laughs> that part I will agree with. I'm just saying that in defense of people who are like, yeah,
0: there is a, a between. So He like, wasn't a great, I mean, because he could have then, when he was 20, been like, I'm right. sorry, now I'm good. And yeah. he didn't. Um, no. But a lot of 20-year-old men are little babies, and that's part of life. Um, But at 32, he is doing a lot better, mm-hmm. and I'm, I start being team him. -hmm. That's
1: that's my story. But he is like, let's get married, which is constantly just wants to get married, constantly trying to marry people, (laughs) constantly trying to marry everyone. He's just a romantic. Yeah, I I, Christopher Hayden is a valid point that I can support. I do not agree. Okay. Uh, Alex is nothing. Let's not not talk about him. Don't need to. He he's not real. Um, Luke Dan's team. Luke team. Luke. Don't get it. Never got it. Never will. Oh my god. Team Luke. Okay, so I would say that Luke cannot volley uh, with Lorelei the way that Christopher can. He, there's certain things in the Christopher-Lorelai relationship that are not present in the Luke-Lorelai relationship, but there are things that I don't think are necessary. Um, I think Christopher and Lorelei are very, very similar in a way that could be detrimental in a relationship, really. And Luke gets Lorelei, He gets her and he can support and he can play with her. He just isn't as much playing with her as Christopher. And he's there for her in other ways that Christopher never can be.
0: It's, Luke
1: is solid. He's there. And he's gonna be there. Yeah, Christopher is. That's true. One minute Uh, actually, I'm going to go do this thing, and then the other minute, actually, let's go to Paris, (laughs) actually, let's get married, actually, let's do this, actually, let's have a baby, actually. (laughs) I know, but I just, like, so it's, there's a lot
0: of, there's a lot of drama with Christopher that's not there with Luke, but I think for Lorelai's internal emotional processes, Christopher is more healthy for her, because she has a sense of ease with him, with herself, And Mm -hmm. she does not have with Luke. She's, like, constantly torturing herself about her, her like, behavior and, like, presentation when she's with Luke. And it it makes me
1: feel bad. (laughs) See, I disagree. I think that's only true in the times of intense conflict, like, surprise daughter. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like – I don't know. It just feels like there's something that holds her back from
0: him. It just feels like there's some internal thing that holds her back. And maybe it's that Lauren Graham isn't a big Scott Patterson fan, and maybe it just reads – that which which is true <laughs> yeah allegedly um,
1: allegedly allegedly
0: um okay. but yeah
1: team Luke um I love everything about it it's the will they or won't they and they will and I will <laughs> oh. yeah I get I love it. Luke I also love Luke like I love Luke he's such a good person and I he loves her so much and I want him to be happy too and I care about his happiness Equally or more than Lorelai's. <laughs> so, I think that's part of it for me, too. Alright. Alright. So. And, like, even if Scott Patterson and Lauren Graham don't have, like, the best working relationship, their chemistry is off the charts. I
0: disagree. I don't get it. Really? I don't get chemistry from I just don't...
1: See, that's the thing. Like, he... Was only gonna be in the pilot, and they were like, right. Based on your, you know, it's like yay, this, yay, this yay. will happen based on your chemistry, and that's why he is a season ring on every season. It's yeah. because, like, they do have critics chemistry. agree, yeah, they do have
0: chemistry, but I just don't think it's like, well, it's just not like the kind of chemistry, I think it's like a different kind of chemistry, and to me, it's just not as appealing. Mm. But I, I mean,
1: I don't know, I was definitely one of those people that was like, It's season three, and they still haven't gotten together. Uh, And then when she came in as, like, Mimi and was talking about how, like, and she's like, oh, I'm not me. I'm Mimi. I was talking about all the things she wanted. Yeah. And then, oh, and then they made up and it was so beautiful. It was. It was so great.
0: I'm not, like, a Luke hater. I just think that it doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) Uh, Rory's boys. Dean. Dean exists. Dean. Dean is gross.
1: Dina's gross in seasons two plus. In season one, he's, like, fine as a teen boy, except for his hair curtains. That's not
0: true. He builds Rory a car and then surprises her with a gift far too extravagant to deal with. Yeah. I would be mortified and angry. Yeah, that's true. And then he's like, I love you. And she's like, oh, thank you. And he's like, don't you love me? You're a bad girlfriend. We're broken up now. We've been together for three months and you can't even say I love you.
1: Yeah, he sucks. Okay, so he does suck. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying he doesn't suck As much like yeah, it gets much worse later. In season one, like the first things they originally bond over is like Rosemary's baby and like all the cool shit that they both like. And he reads Hunter S. Thompson, and you know he like he likes all of the same nerd shit that she likes. But then he becomes. And then in season two, he's like, yeah, he doesn't read books. It's
0: nothing. He also yeah, he also he just grows. He's like, oh, let's have a traditional relationship with male and female gender roles like from the the freaking get-go and i'm like why are you preying on this beautiful feminist woman
1: yeah get out of her life yeah he's he's gross um tristan is worse i didn't make notes on him i don't count him but he is a thing um tristan was something that they were trying to make happen and everyone was like tristan is not going to happen yeah, I don't, he's just abusive and terrible. And then I think when he, like, was like, I'm going to leave to go be on this other show, Amy sherman Palladino was like, okay, well, I'll split up his two personality traits, and to, then those will be her future boyfriends. Yeah. So Tristan, the rich d- asshole, gets mm-hmm. split up into Jess, the asshole, and Aww. Logan, the rich one.
0: <laughs> I, well, I don't have any really agree with those characterizations, but... Jess is an asshole. I, he's... he's He's An not. adorable, sexy he's asshole. Just, he's not, he's not an, he's ass. an asshole. But he's an asshole. Like, he's an asshole, but he's, like, also a smart teen boy. And I went to... Those I are not mutually lot. exclusive things. I knew a lot of smart teen boys, and
1: the only ones I were, was interested in
0: were a lot like Jess Mariano. Um, and
1: that does not mean he is not an asshole. Don't get me wrong. I, team Jess. Team Jess. Yeah. He's an asshole. I love Jess. I love uh, Jess. I kind of...
0: I kind of, um, more so than dated a Jess, I think I, like, I kind of was Jess. I was a Jess. Um, I was an <laughs> asshole. It's
1: true. It's fine. He just, he he does not ever think about her needs or her emotions, like, in yeah. any anyway. Me and my
0: high school boyfriend, um, I was not concerned about his needs or emotions either, because I had a lot of angst to deal with, yeah. and I just felt like... That was an important thing to yeah. talk
1: about. Else. <laughs> he was just as too busy being cool to care uh, about anybody else. He's doing such a good job. Like he gets job. hit by a swan and he decides to be a jerk to her grandma. Well that does that's like the worst behavior he exhibits, basically. Um well, is it know. because the no, party no, no, no. so But like that's
0: <sighs> that's a contextualization issue. I know, but
1: even with the context so if we take out the attempted rape, it's it's still not, asshole behavior. Yeah. yeah, he he doesn't he t- to instead her instead of telling. Okay, and then instead of telling her, hey, I can't take you to your prom because I'm failing out. He yeah. just leaves. Yeah, he was. He and then he's drunk he
0: turns- too. No, I can't I remember so. if he got
1: drunk or just like was angry did. and like stomping around. He was just angry <laughs> and he's like, "You're the one who followed me up here." Right. Yeah. And so, but then when he leaves, he just like leaves, and then he keeps calling her and like not saying anything. Yeah, I know. And then, uh, yeah, he's he's a jerk. I know, but he's I don't know. He's, he's just such a cute, so adorable, colleague. so and he's adorable, a really good
0: employee, <laughs> and
1: um, not a very
0: good student though. No, but I get that. I was kind of a shitty student, too. Team, but, I mean,
1: I, I got good grades because the teachers were like, you're smart and a girl. Yeah.
0: You going to have good grades.
1: Team Jess for reasons outside of Seasons 1 through 3. I but was seasons Team Jess one through three from the first, I was like, I am I mean, yeah, and I am all in. Jess. Again, I was like 14 the first time I saw yeah. Jess, so I was also all in yeah. because I was like, oh, hormones... They are awake. I love it in the Bracebridge
0: dinner when he's just like undermining the shit out of Dean. I love it. I'm like, Mm yes, 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 All of that. (laughs) All of
1: it.
0: Yeah. And Dean is so mad.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Let's talk our faves and least faves. Okay. So this is up seasons one through three. Uh Okay. But
1: fave characters.
0: Paris. Paris. Paris Justin Lane for me.
1: The people who hang out with Rory for me. Mine used to not be... I used to not like Paris that much. Ugh. Like, I liked her as a character, but I was like, she is not a fun person. But Paris is my favorite character at this point. I didn't realize it, like, until today when we were talking about favorites and least favorites. I was like, Paris is my favorite. I love her so much. She's my... She
0: M- MVP, Paris. But yeah. like Lane, very close second. Um, I love them. They're such, such good characters. I also
1: really, really love Suki. Melissa McCarthy is a treasure... Nice. Oh, Yeah. Least favorite.
0: Dean. Tristan. Tristan. I didn't even, like, that's the, I didn't think of him
1: when we were doing that. I I did, because all of the, like, whenever I rewatch, I skip through everything having to do with Tristan, because I was like, I hate this so intensely. He's such misogynistic trash. He's awful. Like, he is awful, but I almost don't count him as a character, because he's like an antagonist. Yeah, except that he wasn't originally intended to be, like, he was know, originally intended that he was going to date, that's like, baffling. Rory was going to date him. That's, I'm
0: so glad one true happened. so upsetting. I mean, my least favorite, when I put, this is, this is not true, but, like, in seasons one through three, I did not like Emily in seasons one through
1: three. Yeah. But, like, then I, that's right fair, there, but, um. She's. Inarguably worse in yeah. seasons one through three. She also like gets younger and younger looking over time. Yes, it's just the hair baffling. Like thing. It is the hair. Um, I put favorite and least favorite townies because I wanted that to be a separate that's fine category from characters. My favorite townies are Babette, Miss Patty, and Kirk.
0: My favorites are Maury. Colin. Uh And, like, Gypsy, probably. Gypsy's great. I love Babette and Miss Patty, too, but I think they're second tier for me. Try but, a plum. They're better than sex. My least favorites are Taylor and Kirk. If there weren't, if they weren't there, I would be fine. My least favorites are Taylor and the Troubadour. Oh, yeah. I don't like the Troubadour either, but he's, like, second to least favorite here. I love Kirk. I don't like Kirk. I love <laughs>
1: Kirk. I like Sean Gunn. I love I Kirk don't like so Kirk. much. That's and Kirk and Lulu's relationship is so sweet to me. I love it so much. I, I just, I don't like Kirk. But I do That's like fine. his film. Kirk's film is the best. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, episodes? Uh, episodes. My favorite episodes are the pilot. Okay. It gives me all of the happy, warm, fuzzy feelings. Um, these are very, very far apart from each other, but I relate them to each other for obvious reasons. The third Lorelai and Battle do, Pig. I love seeing Emily in turmoil yeah. over oh. Lorelai the first. Yeah, those are really good. Um, I put the Bracebridge Dinner. Bracebridge Dinner Love it. is one of mine. Um, they Brace- shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Yeah, so Bracebridge Dinner, I would say if you haven't ever seen Gilmore Girls before, then first of all, congratulations on making it this far into the podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but second of all, um, I would recommend watching the pilot. And then if you're not sure, watching Bracebridge Dinner next. Yeah. I think it's a very good intro. You get to see There's all a of the fun of the counties. Characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just a really fun episode. And Emily and
0: Richard are there in the town.
1: Yes, it's very, very fun. Help Wanted um was one that I like a lot. That's where uh, Richard is setting up his office and Lorelei is there oh, I helping love him set up that episode. Life. Isn't it great? I love that episode. I love watching how easy their relationship is and then, like, it's all ruined because he's just hurt that she's leaving. And it's just like, just talk to each other, express your feelings. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, you see how easy their relationship could be and, like, how similar they are and how well they get along. And you see him, like, oh, my daughter is a smart, competent person and, like, how happy he is to be there with her. And then it all gets... It's just such a good episode. Um, And then, yeah, they shoot Gilmore's, don't they? So Uh, good. Directed by... Joan... The
0: uh, High School Musical director.
1: Yeah. Which Those makes sense because it's like, physical. he directed a few episodes and all of the episodes are very, like, theatrical yeah. and choreographed, which yes. is really, really cool. Um, Tony Montana.
0: It's, it's not Tony Montana. Um,
1: it, also, yeah, so,
0: I I can't get started. Which one's that? That's where we're and just have their first kiss. And it's also mm-hmm. Suki's
1: wedding and... Yeah. Christopher's Sherry Ugh, situation. Oh, uh, heartbreaking. Love that. Yeah, it's definitely the best uh, season finale mm-hmm. of the first three seasons. And then I also had a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. That's a great, one. It's a great, lot great, of fun. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the, like, decision to walk, like, through them in this order and then, like, go through back through them in reverse order. And we see, like, what's going on at each Thanksgiving in the reverse order again. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Also, drunk Suki is delightful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, that's a
0: really, really good one. I love Thanksgiving episodes in general of TV shows. It's like a, a time honored American tradition
1: that I can really get behind. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Le- Least favorite games. concert interruptus. Do I not.
0: didn't put that on. I have a soft spot because it's do like do not when Paris it starts at opening all. up.
1: I know, but it's just like so much of it is just like watching the Bengals, and I don't care. Yeah. And Madeline and Louise are so annoying in it, and it just pisses me off, and I just need to fast forward through them. Love Daisies and Troubadours. I do not like it. I do not like it at all. I don't least favorite it. I least favorite it. It's one of, it's the definitely the worst of all of the season finales, including season seven. Yeah. It, that's true. I have, a, I have a couple of
0: um controversial ones, but I, I think you'll agree with that damn Donna Reed.
1: Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, Eight o'clock at the oasis. I hate. Which one was that? Eight o'clock at the oasis with a creepy little guy. And they have to water his lawn. Oh, no. But then there's it also can't be. because of soaking wet Jess. <laughs> so it gets you back because of <laughs> Jess and Rory soaking wet. Very memorable.
0: It is very memorable. It's,
1: it's iconic. However, that guy annoys me so much that I can't stand it. Um, take the Devil Dags. Take the Devil Dags. Take the Devil Dags. That's one of my least favorites. The Road Trip to Harvard. I'm fine with that. I don't like it because it's stupid. It's very popular. It's like a very popular bottle episode, but I I don't care for it either. I don't like their stupid Cheshire cat. No. And experience. None and, of that stuff
0: is fun for me, and I'm infuriated at Lorelai the whole time because she just ended her engagement, yeah. like with a phone call, and ran away. And who wrote that episode?
1: I have a sneaking spis- <laughs> suspicion. You? that I know. Do you
0: have a sneaking suspicion? Um. Uh. Was it written by? Daniel, Daniel
1: Palladino. Danny P. It just has a lot of Daniel jokes in it. It does. Like the, oh, no, he's hardly ever on the stairs. My Sammy? No, he's never on the <gasps> Shut up, woman. Yeah. And also Lorelei's graduation day. Yeah. I
0: don't like Seth MacFarlane being there. <laughs> um i hate that rory misses her mom's coach i get I so stressed know. out i'm it's,
1: so stressed out about it it stresses me out a lot i hate it because
0: <laughs> you can see like what's happening yeah. yeah and it's awful
1: yeah swan song and kank max <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah swan song it's
0: so, so bad
1: stupid in that episode. it's, it's infuriating. so <laughs> so those are my least favorites
0: Okay, I have moments also. Okay, um, Jess all wet. the <laughs> top.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that my love and Amelia was an adult when he filmed this show.
0: Oh, me too. <laughs> um,
1: uh, and then as we <laughs> lust after a 17 year old character, wet.
0: <laughs> um, look at the gifts, guys. Look at the gifts. Um. Richard having angina, and then Lorelai's feeling all kinds of feelings about it, and then she goes in and she's going to talk to him, but they get interrupted, and they're like, wordless moment of eye contact. Oh, yeah. That's a really great moment. Gets me Right
1: in the feels. Um, Although I do get annoyed with TV shows, and Amy Sherman Palladino does this a kind couple of, of times with Gilmore Girls, where it's like, everyone's in a fight, so we're going to have someone have a medical emergency, that way we don't actually have to resolve the conflict.
0: Yeah, that is really annoying, but sometimes that is what happens, to be fair, but... That's true. Um, And then, uh, Lee's favorite, I got the good one when Paris loses her virginity. Oh! And says, I got
1: the good one <laughs> about yeah. her daughter. Uh, Lauren Graham also yeah. does not like that moment because it's gross. Yeah. And then Rory's graduation
0: speech is both my favorite and Lee's favorite because when she talks about her mom, it's, like, the sweetest thing. Mm-hmm. But also it's an insane valedictorian speech because yeah. she's just, like... I used to read all of these I'm, books. Here's a list of them. And, like, so I'd like weird. to think,
1: which is, like, not...
0: No, it's not about like, her class I'd like all. to think the Academy. Oh, my God. It's, like, a very prestigious school, and she just doesn't talk about anything but herself.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, I really, really, really love Paris's breakdown. Yeah, I do, too. During, uh, the big one. Yeah. Uh... And Rory and Paris talking after it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. That's I didn't put favorite and least favorite moments, so okay. I guess that's what I was. Um, um hmm.
0: Do you have any other faves and least faves? I'm trying to think.
1: I mean Jess All Wet is not terrible. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Oh, and uh, they shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Um, Rory and Jess on the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, Jess-Rory moments that I really, really like. Yeah, they're so good. It's just really, it's like, electric. Yeah. Jess is (laughs) <laughs> but they just have really good. Into they have really good chemistry, which is like they were dating in real life, so it yeah, makes sense. It does.
0: He said he won't come back for anymore, so I am checked out of if there's any more <laughs>
1: cuz like No, yeah, no, I don't care. Yeah.
0: Whatever. Maybe he'll change his mind if they get that good Netflix money.
1: Um, he's busy though. I know. I don't I don't. Talk about it. <laughs> but um, least favorite moments uh I also have story arcs by it. Tristan like,
0: yeah, the scene where Tristan's, Tristan's leaving says. and
1: Rory gets wistful about it. Oh, God. Uh, them, like, everything with Romeo and Juliet and Tristan. Except for when Paris is like, fuck it, I guess I'm Romeo now. Because That's amazing. That, yeah, that's great. All of the Tristan stuff. Yeah. Just
0: all everything with Tristan is mm-hmm. my least favorite moment. I hate Tristan. Yeah, that's valid. I didn't even mention him anywhere in my notes because I hate him <laughs> so much I don't think about him. Um... I guess some, like, just quick, like, story arc things that I love. Yeah. I love have Alien. I love Jess and Luke. I love Lorelei and Chris and Sherry. Dynamic.
1: My favorite story arcs, Suki and Jackson. Yeah, I actually put that too. Jess wooing Rory away from Dean. So good. Everything with, like, a tisket, a tasket, mm-hmm. and <laughs> they should go more, don't they? Over. It's so good delectable though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um everything, yeah. So, uh, when uh, Rory's journey to deciding to go to Yale. Yeah. It's great. I love that And all too. of the drama with Richard and mm-hmm. Emily because of her, you know, yeah. the Yale stuff. Um and yeah, I just I love, love love love. Okay, so here here's a favorite moment. I just thought of one. Uh when Rory and Lorelai tell Richard and Emily that <laughs> Rory's going to Yale and they're just like, "Okay." Yeah. And then they're like, no, because they're trying to be sensitive to the, like, they're, they're worried about getting in a fight, and I it's know, so sweet. It and then finally they're like, we're excited. Everyone at this table named Lorelai is excited about going to, the going to Yale. Which means that everyone at this table not named Lorelai can be equally excited about going to Yale. Oh, and then they, yeah. And then they're like, I'm going to get out the champagne. I'm going to go call this family. Their <laughs> stupid grandson couldn't even get into whatever school. Yeah, yeah it's so cute. Um... Yeah, so those are my favorites. Least favorite, uh, Tristan, Max, and Alex. Yep.
0: Um, I like Max, but I, I hate Lorelai leaves Max, and I hate Lorelai doesn't tell her parents she's engaged to Max. Yeah, that's um, terrible. I hate Lane goes to Korea. Yeah. For an indeterminate amount of time. And it's like three episodes. It's so stupid. I, I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing I hate. Um, also, I put Taylor does stuff.
1: Taylor does anything is always terrible, Mm -hmm. which I love the actor. He he does such a good job. Taylor is the least likable person in the world. Upsetting. Um, that's my thing. Yep. Uh, let's talk about our segment that's called It's So White Though. (laughs) It's so white, though. It, it is. Uh, uh, we do know that there are people of color in the show. We do. Uh, we know that Michelle is black.
0: We know that Lane is East Asian.
1: She's, yeah, Korean. Yeah. I'm not sure if the actress is there. Is she? I'm not sure. Uh, Kiko Agena is Japanese. Okay. that's Emily I Karada, remember. I think, is also Japanese. But but, but yeah. the Kims are Korean. Yes, yes. Um, Mrs. Kim's accent is nuts.
0: And it's not in like Curtis accent.
1: No, it's not. And it's kind of, it kind of is, it's a lot. So I am forgiving of a lot of the stuff that happens with the Kims because it is like very, very specifically That's true. based Helen on Helen Pies and, life. and her life. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just, uh,
0: like, I don't think it would happen in today's world. Like, through the lens of 2000, it is different. I mean,
1: yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. I just, I do. I'm like, well, if that's what Helen Pye's life was like, and this yeah. character is based on her, yeah, like we can't just say, no, your life isn't valid no, because no, no, it's no, not no. a I good just, look.
0: It's just like is a, like it's a at least nobody like mocks her accent like Buffy mocks, uh, uh, Kendra's accent. Oh yeah, yeah, and Buffy. Um, and then another thing that would not happen today is like michelle being a closeted gay man but is he i mean i was always very i I always thought so i always thought so. and then yes we find out yes he is
1: well but that doesn't count we don't know yeah there's i understand that the explanation is people are like it's connecticut it's a small town in connecticut everyone's gonna be white okay but not everyone's gonna be white yeah,
0: there's like, a there's a Tumblr called Gilmore Blacks that like <laughs> calls attention to all the like non-speaking role having service industry people that are portrayed by black extras on the show.
1: Yeah, it's really not good. Um, it's very very white. It's all straight people. There like there's no openly gay characters
0: in the no. original
1: run of Gilmore Girls. At all.
0: No, and it's just, and yeah, like, the whole, oh, well, it's Connecticut, or, like, oh, it was the Revolutionary War, or, like, whatever. Like, that's such
1: bullshit. I'm so sick of creators
0: being, like...
1: Especially, like, because Amy Sherman Palladino then had a show, Bunheads, Mm -hmm. that was set in California, also no characters of color. Well, yeah, like... uh, No, like, main character, like, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, like... To the point where... Shauna Rhimes was like, "I can't let my daughter watch this show because there are no characters of color." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely a flaw that she has, and she doesn't Oblivion. isn't willing to yeah. recognize or examine.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I I know. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so hopefully, in her <clears throat> new show that takes place in the 1950s, mm-hmm. that will be a, a
1: cast as diverse as. <laughs> also, so, uh, additionally, and. So, in addition to there not being any openly gay characters, there's a lot of homophobic. Oh yeah, comments. homophobic and transphobic comments. Homophobic, transphobic, and like a just lot of homophobic generally homophobic problematic. They lots of body shaming.
0: They say the R word like three times. It is shocking. Yeah, it's shocking. I am shocked when I yeah. Ugh. Uh, but.
1: That being said, yeah, Gilmore Guys had a segment called "Is, is This Homophobic?" So yeah, and the answer and was, was usually yes. yes. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> so better. that was, that was our segment on your favorite problematic, yeah, um, or our favorite problematic, yeah. Um,
0: Gilmore Girls influence. Uh, I think a lot of shows have been deeply influenced by Gilmore Girls, and mm-hmm. I I actually found an article. Um, excuse me, on TelltaleTV.com, called Where You Lead, I Will Follow, the Gilmore Girls Effect, that argued that, uh, it's had an effect on real moms, and that real moms are like, I want to be a cool mom more, because oh, of what Oh, no. But it was, in a, it was, like, a very positive spin way. It was like, That's oh, good. moms want to go, like, shopping with their daughters and do stuff with them. Um... So maybe. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think Rory and Lorelai's relationship is a great relationship for a mother and her adult daughter to have. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Keyword being adult. Yeah.
0: Um, But, like, Jane the Virgin, which I adore. I love Jane the Virgin. I'm currently catching up on the third season, which is now on Netflix. And I feel like that has, like, that definitely has a similar mom-daughter relationship dynamic with Jane. Well, Jane is an adult in the show. Which makes sense, because the
1: showrunner is... What's
0: his name?
1: Creepazoid guy. Is he the showrunner? He's not the showrunner.
0: Yeah, he's just—he's not the showrunner. I don't think. I Uh, the guy who's
1: obsessed with Heidi Klum. David Rosenthal. David Rosenthal. Who was the show? Rosenthal. Sure, why not? He was the showrunner of Gilmore Girls seventh season. Um, The bonus season. (laughs) The bonus season, indeed. The fanfic season, if you will. Um. But so yeah, so he is. Something he's a main person yeah, to do with that show, but that show is great. Also, um, creepy obsessed with Heidi Klum, yeah. Uh, Perks and Rec
0: is very Stars Hollow,
1: yeah. I would,
0: um, I would say that's inaccurate. An and I know, assessment. I mean, I just know from like listening to Gilmore Guys and some of their guests, like uh, the writers of Perks and Rec were mostly Gilmore Girls fans. I feel like Kimmy Schmidt is also pretty yeah. Gilmore Girlsy. yeah. Um, and then all, like all, all of ABC Family I mean ABC Family aired Gilmore Girls and just like The Secret Life of the American Teenager and stuff like that I feel like uh, Switched at Birth like those kind of shows were sort of direct descendants yeah um, I think mean, that's fair but now Freeform is uh, maybe going away from that wholesome image and yes uh, but I love sexy little. teens <laughs> no that's, that's what the, Freeform does yeah uh, so that's what I have for it good job good job Gilmore Girls do you want to sort? Yes. I was just thinking, yes, I would love to sort. Okay. I would love to
1: sort. Time for Sorting Hat. It's, it's the time. The time has come to sort. I was having a little bit of trouble not putting everyone into Ravenclaw, so I had to, like, break down that mindset. So you texted me that, and I had just been telling my husband, I
0: feel like this is so cut and dry. I feel like this is very easy, and out of, like, the, the first, like, four characters, I thought of only one of them was a Ravenclaw, so I'm, Interesting. Yeah, I'm just interested to get into it. Like, Okay. Rory's a Ravenclaw.
1: <laughs> Rory Gilmore is a Ravenclaw. Rory's a Ravenclaw. Um, Lorelai is a Gryffindor? Because she's... Lorelai's a Ravenclaw.
0: That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. She's not a Ravenclaw. She's not a Ravenclaw. She's not not smart. She's just not mainly a Ravenclaw. She's, like, fiery uh, yeah. and, like... She is fiery. And she, like, leaves home as
1: a teen and, like, okay, goes against fine.
0: everyone in her life's
1: Fine, she's a Gryffindor. Fine. (laughs) She's very clever.
0: Which is the, I mean, cleverness is usually a Ravenclaw thing. She's the cleverest person. Lane Kim is a Ravenclaw. I think she's a Gryffindor.
1: I think she's a Gryffindor because she's rebellious and impulsive. She is rebellious and impulsive. She also has encyclopedic knowledge of all music. I know. And, like, specifically has to collect everything and learn everything about she everything. Gets, she's extremely and will not, curious. will not accept when people do not know very, like, niche facts about bands. She's like, I can't be in a band with someone if they don't know yeah. that this person was in this band before they were in this band.
0: I, um, I am more willing to accept Lane as a Ravenclaw than Lorelei, but I stand by Gryffindor's writing for Lane Cam.
1: Lane, I had... R, comma, G for Ravenclaw with Gryffindor as a backup because yeah. she also does decide, like, no, I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to leave home.
0: Yeah. I think Lane is kind of meant to be sort of similar to, like, more yeah. similar to Lorelai, like, where nothing like Lorelai and... Not huh,
1: nothing. No, but,
0: like, it's, like, Lorelai's like, oh, you're making decisions I don't yeah. understand. But, like, Lane, I feel like
1: she can't understand yeah. all these decisions. Right. Um, Luke is a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. Very hardworking. So is Dean. Very loyal. Dean's a Hufflepuff. Dean is Hufflepuff. also a Hufflepuff. He's just gross. Yeah, he's a gross Hufflepuff, but he's very hardworking and very loyal. He <laughs> built a car. Um, Taylor's a Slytherin. <laughs> Taylor is clearly a Slytherin. He wants all of the power. Uh, like, he wants to be in charge of the town so that he can, like, get his personal problems taken care of quite frequently. Yeah, that's Like, true. getting parking spaces put in in front of his store. and gross. Things of that nature. Emily is a Slytherin. She is. With a backup house of Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was having a little bit of trouble with Emily. Mm-hmm, was, me too. Mm, yeah, that's solid. That's solid. She's pretty Hufflepuffy.
1: And Richard is a, a, a Ravenclaw with a backup of Slytherin. Slytherin. Like you know how excited he was to bag the Swede. He was very excited to bag the Swede, but do you also know how excited he was to have the decl- to complete the decline and fall of the Roman Empire? Yeah, and how happy he was to get uh, the whatever of the Polyne... Peloponnesian Wars and mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I, I agree like Minkin's Christomathy yeah. Yeah. and how excited he is when Rory is going to go to his school and they yeah. just nerd out together constantly like they're the reason that Rory and Richard are so so very close is because, because they're, they're Raven both Ravenclaw and back up I get it okay yeah. I'm willing to accept that as as a thing, he's very intelligent and he's also like very into knowledge. Yeah. And like he wants to read the paper every day so that he can be informed about the world. Yeah. Yeah. He just does have strong Slytherin tendencies. Yeah, definitely. But I do think he's primarily a Ravenclaw. Yeah. He's like me, primarily Ravenclaw with strong Slytherin tendencies. Yeah. It's a thing I realized about myself recently. Yeah. Okay. Suki St. James, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, back up Slytherin, and I'm going to tell you why. She goes to the chef's house. Oh, yeah. She's like, no, I, but. <laughs> <laughs> and like, or or like when she meets Sherry and Christopher is like, oh, I've heard that you're the best chef since Alondukas. And he's like, she's like after Dukas, Who's Who said after Alondukas? And she, like, wouldn't back down until Lorelai was like, have I ever told you that you're the best chef in the world, bar none? Yeah. Um, But yeah, and then when this reviewer gives her, like, the best review in the world, but says that the risotto is fine, she goes to his house. And makes him eat And makes him eat the risotto with the correct wine pairing. Yeah. It's amazing. She's very, very, like, her status as a very, very good chef is integral to her identity. She does not know who she is without... Being an incredible chef. It's like, world-renowned chef at this tiny Connecticut. So, Paris Geller. Paris Geller is a Slytherin Ravenclaw in that order, I yeah. think. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. She has to be the best, and that's the most important. And then she also needs to be the smartest. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. I love her so much. <sighs> Uh, Michelle is a Slytherin. Hands down. He wanted, yeah, he's, he's such a Slytherin. Uh, Tristan Slytherin, Slytherin. the most Slytherin. Jess Ravenclaw. Jess is a Ravenclaw,
0: absolutely. Jess is a- (laughs) J-U-Yahoo.
1: He's the (laughs) cutest. Uh, I wrote in the margins of it. Oh. I thought you said you don't read much. Whoa. What is much? Yes. Yeah,
0: spoilers for part two of our Gilmore Girls uh, podcast, but like he does write the subsect and who could do that but a Ravenclaw.
1: <laughs> He's such a Ravenclaw. It's delicious. Um, Kirk Hufflepuff. Sure. He has every job. He's sure. so hardworking. <laughs> it's true. Jackson Hufflepuff. I guess. Baba and Miss Patty are Gryffindors. Yes. Yes, yes. Miss Patty is... Such a Gryffindor. Maury is a Hufflepuff. is a Hufflepuff. Christopher is a Slytherin. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a sexy Slytherin. He's a very sexy Slytherin. Gypsy is a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Or a Gryffindor. Probably yeah, a Hufflepuff. I think a Hufflepuff. Um, yeah. The Troubadour is a Gryffindor. Sure. Why he not? He looks like a lion. He has long hair.
0: Hmm? His long hair, he looks like a lion.
1: I was also just thinking, like he writes these songs that oh, are very and personal and vulnerable, and yeah, that's a sings point. them. To that's the a world. better point than he has, but <laughs> he looks like a lion. <laughs> I mean, what is better? Okay, uh, Lorelai the first is a Slytherin. Yo, yeah, she's basically Salazar Slytherin. <laughs> she is the heir of Slytherin. She opened the Chamber of Secrets. Um, <laughs> enemies of the Air beware. <laughs> uh, I'm done. Uh, is there anyone else we need to sort? No. No. Okay. Not from seasons. These seasons. Okay. Bye, Sorting Hat. Bye, Sorting Hat. Woman of the Week, I forgot to do. <gasps> oh, no. So. Woman of the Week, no.
0: Um. So mine is Reality Winner. The most wonderfully named freedom fighter of our time. Yeah. Um, She is a woman who is currently in jail for uh, being a contractor that leaked classified information to the press about Russia hacking uh, election, different election um, officials' emails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which
1: is <laughs> nuts.
0: Uh, I mean which I mean which is nuts but also like obvious yeah we all knew it <laughs> but
1: it's still nuts so
0: reality Lee winter 25 uh had a top secret clearance as a contractor and leaked the some documents to the intercept and um as we record this it is a Tuesday and we're all looking forward to in two days which will have occurred after this. It will have occurred before you listen to this, so you know what happened, and we don't yet. When um, Comey testified publicly, and it was televised on every station, yeah. Um, so we're hyped for that. But I think this reality winter leak might color some of the, some of the, yeah.
1: Mr. Elizabeth Bird suggested that uh, we should take the day off of work and then live-splain the Comey which is a lovely hearings, idea. Which is a lovely idea, but unfortunately we are not going to be able to do that. We
0: are like, we have to bring home the bacon. And then maybe fry it up in a pan. Maybe do that. Um, Definitely bring it home, though. Yeah, I gotta bring it home so <laughs> Comey can wait. That's um, the name of my romance novel... Coming to Amazon Prime for 99 cents.
1: <laughs> you have to do that. You've I heard need, it here first. I need to read it.
0: <laughs> so, reality winner, uh, we don't know that much about her at this point, but I do know that she called Donald Trump an orange fascist
1: on Twitter. So, I think she's uh, so, a treasure. Yeah, I'm a fan. Okay, so since I forgot to do Woman of the Week because I was very focused on Gilmore Girls, uh, my Woman of the Week is Kelly Bishop. Yeah, who good. is a queen. Yes, um, sure. she is a Tony Award-winning actress for her role in A Chorus, Chorus Line. She is. She has been killing it for decades. Mm-hmm. She is still hot, gorgeous, and her. She, like, she's such a good act. Like she. The only times I cry during Gilmore Girls are scenes that have to do with Emily Gilmore. Yeah. Um, During the revival where, like, all the stuff with her and Lorelai and stuff with her mourning Richard, it's just... She's such an incredible actress. She's such an incredible actress. She... That, like,
0: in the revival, like, Emily's storyline is by far the best part of it. Oh, it is.
1: And that's Um, the thing. I... I think the revival was worth it because yes.
0: of, of the being able with to Emily see. Yeah. And absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because her character is kind of underserved in the yeah. series. And she just blossoms in her golden years. Yeah.
1: Into a beautiful her butterfly. Her just, like, calling bullshit, like, literally calling bullshit on yes. the, the Diaries of, of the American Revolution, Revolution. is the Best scene of television. (sighs) So good. So Kelly Bishop, you are my woman of the week. You are a queen. Yes. We love you.
0: Ah, feels so good. Feels so good. Um, so watch some Gilmore Girls. Um email us your opinions about Christopher, I guess. I don't know. Um (laughs) Our email is Girls Without the Vowels, G R L S P L N N G at gmail.com. Also, find us at girlsplaining Without the Vowels on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. That's the other thing.
1: Yes. And our music is Girl by the Leonas. You can find it on their album Forbidden Fruit. You can find their website at leonasmusic.com.
0: And if you want to find us on the internet, you can go to girlsplainingshow.com. Show.com. All the vowels you would regularly find in those words exist, other than girls playing and made-up words, you wouldn't regularly find any vowels in it, but you know how to spell it. You can look at your phone if you don't.
1: Right now. It should
0: say it. Yep. And then show.com. And go there. Is that everything? Uh, That is everything. As a tribute to the Gilmore Guys, uh, we're going to go out in the traditional way. Rip Gilmore Guys. They went out in one second.
1: You're out on the road Feeling
0: lonely and so cold All you have to do is call my name And I'll be there on the next train To where you lead I will follow anywhere That
1: you tell me to if you need you need me to be with you I will follow oh,
0: oh, Where you
1: lead I will follow Anywhere, anywhere That you tell me to If you need You need me to be with you I will follow Where you
0: lead Bye, bye, you're welcome What do you, what do you think that show is about?
1: Nice.
0: It was like, like it was like nice. There was some nice stuff. But yeah. Who do you think the people were? Like little girls, boys. It's actually about a mom and a daughter. Whoa. Does it look like they were hugging and stuff? Yeah. Does that look like a show you would like? Yep. What was What was your favourite part? What was your favorite part? Huh? What was your favorite part? Your favorite part? Huh? Your favorite part? <laughs> Every part. <laughs> Which of part. the people looked like your favorite? Oh no.